and welcome to the Life, Living It and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking all about decisions and processes. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So I wanted to wish everybody a happy Easter. I know Easter was yesterday, if you're listening to this on the day it's released. So happy Easter. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, a weekend. Hopefully uh, we've had some sunshine when I'm recording this. It's, it's glorious weather. I'm recording this slightly earlier to take into account the bank holidays for the team. Um, so I'm recording this slightly earlier. So um, it is absolutely roasting out there at the moment, over 22 degrees today, uh, which is lovely. So hopefully that will last into the bank holiday weekend and we're able to enjoy some of that sun uh, on our time off as well. Hopefully you've had a great time, whether we've had sun or not. Hopefully you've been able to spend some time outside. Uh, maybe spend some time with family and friends because uh, lockdown has eased up. So we're now able to spend, or in England anyway, we're able to spend um, time outdoors with up to six people in one go. Um, so that's really positive. So uh, I'm looking forward to being able to see a few friends that I haven't seen for a while uh, in groups of up to six. So that'd be that'd be really awesome. So uh, things are starting to look really, really positive again. And I think... Um, if you approach these things with that positive mindset, then we're going to get positive outcomes. So really cool, really exciting. Uh, this weekend, I should have got into 30 kilometers as well with my running. Um, so excited to be able to do that. If everything's gone according to plan, next week I'll let you know. Uh, but if everything's gone according to plan, I will have run uh, 30 kilometers as well, which is super exciting for me. Um, it's the uh, it'd be the furthest I've run. So I'm really looking forward to being able to do that. And hopefully... We'll have some nice weather with it as well. And I've got my roots down now, so I'm able to run five or six miles around the house with snow and then bring her back to the house, pop her inside um, so that uh, she can have a little rest. And then I take myself off on a longer route, which means I can explore some different routes than I would otherwise go on with snow because either they've got no footpath or running directly on a road, uh, which is a bit tricky when you've got a dog with you as well. So uh, being able to explore some different areas is really, really cool as well. So uh, looking forward to be able to widen uh, the routes I take even further as I increase my distance is really cool. So this week I wanted to talk all about decisions and processes and the reason A I wanted to talk about decisions was because of something I mentioned last week and a couple of people asked me about it and, and kind of um, I, maybe I didn't quite go through it enough I kind of skipped over the point uh, and the process is because it kind of links into that so um, hopefully it'll follow through from last week's episode and and be seamless so that's the aim anyway so last week I mentioned uh, something I, I kind of said a a statement and and it caused a few questions and the statement was this that your decisions in your life up until now have led you to this point so if you change your decision making processes now you'll change where you'll be in the future and um that uh, i kind of kind of just flew over that because um I, I was kind of making a, a, a different point i guess uh, but kind of flew over it but people kind of find that interesting and wanted to kind of understand that and delve into that a bit more so what I meant by that is every decision that you've made up until now, whether it's about um, who you have relationships with, whether it's how you spend your time in the evenings or at weekends, how you inv invest your time essentially, because uh, you know your usage of time is an investment, um, how you use your time, whether it's what career you have, whether it's how you act when you're uh, partaking in that career, whether you're 
working as if it's your own job if it is your own job or even if it's not your own job you can still act as if you're an entrepreneur and doing it for yourself or whether you're working as if it's for somebody else and for the boss you're not maybe taking as much pride in it so any of those decisions whether it's about your health whether it's about your fitness um, whatever whatever those decisions have been up until this point all those decisions contribute up into where you've become where you are today and where you've landed today so uh, the way i like to look at it is if you stand up and, and go and look in the mirror or if you're in a car pull over for a second don't do this while you're driving pull over and look in the mirror for a second and who you are now is a result of all those past decisions right so if you'd have made different decisions you'd be in a different place and i'm not saying that's good i'm not saying that's bad it's just a statement of fact those decisions have added up to where you are today uh, uh, and resulted in who you are and where you are in life so therefore if you change your decision making process if you realign your decision making process to your goals and your targets then the outcome will be slightly different than you've had now now, I'm not saying that if you realign your decisions today and you start acting on that today, where you are is not going to change tomorrow. Clearly, it's take. I, and again, in last week's podcast episode, I said, you know, it's taken me a lifetime to get where I am now. So by changing my decision making process, I need to, to carry out those decisions for at least that length of time to be able to see the full benefit and see the full outcome of those decisions. I hope that makes sense that hopefully I didn't cover I've covered that a bit slower went into it in a little bit more detail than I did last week's episode so if you do change your decision making process or adjust it or align it towards your goals and your objectives hopefully you'll start seeing things work towards those goals and objectives you'll start seeing those uh, get closer or indeed complete them uh, is the aim, isn't it? To get get those goals and objectives completed. So hopefully you'll start seeing those coming. Now, this is where the process element of the conversation comes in. So everything you do is a process. So there's a process for brushing your teeth, right? So you get your toothbrush, you run it under the water, you put your toothpaste on it, clean your teeth, uh, and for you know everybody has a different mechanism for cleaning your teeth some people brush up and down some people brush side to side some people use an electric toothbrush so and then you'll rinse spit do it again put the brush back in its holder etc so there's a, there's a process for doing that and if you keep doing the same thing over and over again you will keep getting the same results so if um, when you go to the dentist they so for example a couple of years ago i went to the dentist for one of my regular checkups and they said you need to stop brushing your teeth uh up and down because it's doing damage to your gums so you need to brush your top row of teeth from the top downwards and you need to brush your bottom row of teeth from the bottom upwards to protect your gums and stop them receding quite as fast as they are if I'd have kept doing what I was doing originally, I would have kept getting the same results. So therefore my gums would have kept receding. If I changed my behavior, which I have done, um, the gums will stop receding and that's what they have done. So I don't need any work doing to, to address that issue anymore, or I may do in the future, but it significantly slowed it down, which is cool. So that's just a real micro example of changing your behaviors to change your outcomes. And that is true of anything. I'm not particularly talking about brushing your teeth, but you can apply that principle to any aspect, any process that you have. If you look at the scientific um, mode of a process, 
what is a process? So you make a hypothesis, you state a question. So your hypothesis is usually based around a question. So you ask a question and then you hypothesize what the answer is. So in this case, my question would be, how do I stop my gums receding? The hypothesis would be, I change the way I brush my teeth. So instead of brushing up and down in both, um, both top and bottom row, I change the way to what I just described. So I'm brushing top down and bottom up in respective um, layers. Now then the, the outcome of that or the outcome that I'm looking for is the improvement. So I can do that for six months, check whether it's having the progress that I wanted. If it is grand, I can keep going with that and, and, and I'm smashing it and I've not got any issues. If after six months or even sooner, I was doing that and it hadn't had the effect, then I would have gone back to the dentist and come up with a new hypothesis to see what else do I need to do. I need to start using mouthwash more frequently or a different kind of mouthwash, a different kind of toothpaste. Do I need to have an operation to have my gums um, adjusted or whatever it is? Um, you know, I'm, I'm using a really weird example, but it's just a, one that I thought of off the top of my head. But the principle is of the scientific process is ask a question, form a hypothesis, do the work that's from the hypothesis, review the outcome, and then tweak and adjust as necessary. Now, if we apply that process, that, that mode to everything we do, then we can start to improve all the processes that we do. And we've got to trust those processes. I think a lot of people have heard the phrase, trust the process. And by trust the process, a lot of people get confused around what trust the process means. And it's real clear, it really means that you've got to allow the process for work to you. Now the difficulty comes is making sure that you've got the right process because if you're doing the right, if you're doing the wrong process and you're doing it over and over again and you've got the commitment, you've got the consistency with the wrong process, then you're gonna get the wrong results or unexpected results because it's not the right process. So the key is to make sure that you're doing the right process. And how do you do that? You keep going back and tweaking. You do the review. Am I getting the results I'm expecting? No, I'm not. Let's tweak it slightly. But the thing is you have to give it enough time to settle in and to really get the feel for it. So in the case of brushing my teeth, you need to leave that for three or four months to see if it's having the effect that you want. In the case of um, changing um, your diet for your health and well-being, maybe you're trying to lose some weight and you're, ch and you're changing your diet to do that, Obviously, doing a diet for a week is hardly going to make a difference. Um, so you need to be able to sustain that for longer periods of time. You know, I've, I've got a friend who tries about 10 different diets every single year and um, they, ne they never get the results that they're, they're aiming for. And it's because they kind of stick with a diet for a week or two and then they kind of give up on it and, and move on and say it's not working. And I would say, well, if you're not going to stick with it for a period of time, why would you bother doing it? And they always say, oh, but I am going to stick with it, but I'm not seeing the results, so I'm going to stop and change to something else. And I'm like, well, if you, two weeks is not long enough to have a long-lasting effect. You need to do something a lot longer, and instead of doing something significant, making absolute massive significant changes in your diet, start with small um, things that you can maintain, that you can keep that consistency with. This is the same as anything, any other process that you're trying to tweak making big massive changes is really difficult to sustain uh, that was the word i was looking for was sustain um so 
those big changes are very difficult to sustain, but making small changes one at a time is a lot easier to maintain and sustain, right? So if, if you're looking to tweak a process, don't try and change everything about the processes once. Make a small tweak. Is that working? Yes, let's make another one and improve something else. Yes, that's worked. Let's make and improve something else. Or no, it hasn't. Let's go and stop doing that and let's tweak something else. Um, so you need to make small sustainable changes rather than those big bang changes. Those are great if you can do it and you can maintain it and you've got the willpower, but they're a lot more difficult. So I'm not saying don't do it that way. If you've got the willpower and you think that you've got the support you need to help get you through that, because that's really challenging, then great. If you've got a coach that can help you with that, if you've got some really close family members or friends that can help you through that, then perfect. But if not, I highly recommend breaking it down into smaller changes and doing it over a longer period of time. It makes it more sustainable and more realistic that you'll get to your actual goals and your targets and keep keep with them afterwards as well. So um, that's going to really, really help in that space. So if you've got the process right and you're tweaking it, as you go stopping doing things that don't work and you and you are doing it then trust that process and the process will work for you what i like to say to people is if i can see people if i can see people if i can see someone doing something then i know it's possible to do it if i see people like me doing something then i know i can do it so by that i mean if if i see somebody flying a plane for example i know it's possible to fly a plane I've seen somebody do it, I've seen it, I can believe it. If I see somebody like me, so for example, I couldn't go out tomorrow and fly a plane. I've never had training, I've never had um, the years of pilot experience, whatever it is that you need to do to become a pilot, I've not done that. But if I saw somebody like me wanting to do it, so for example, I've got a friend who wanted to learn to fly, so he's taking a few lessons. So I've seen him take a few lessons, so I now know the process I need to go through if I too wanted to do that. So if I wanted to do that, I'd have to go and take these lessons. I'd have to get these books and study these papers and do it. So I know that I can now do that as well. So, and there's a, diff there's a, there's a difference between seeing somebody do it and somebody like you do it, I think. Um, I think that makes all the difference. So if you see somebody do something, you know that uh, if you see somebody like you doing something, you know that it's possible for you to do it. So if I see somebody doing something, so for example, um, if I see somebody playing, I'm just making up an example now, if I see somebody playing the piano, because uh, I've talked about learning to play the piano in the past on the podcast, um, if I see somebody on YouTube, for example, um, learning to play the piano, and I kind of recognize them and, and I get to know them through their YouTube channel, and I'm not talking about talking to them, I'm just talking about watching their videos and I kind of understand who they are, and they're similar to me, they've kind of got a similar background to what I've got, they've gone through the sim similar kind of experiences that I have, then I know that I too would be able to get to that position. Now, what do I need to do to get from where I am today to where that person is today? And there's a clear path there because if they've got a process, then I can follow that process and trust that that process will work for me as well. Now, 100% of 100% of processes will not work for everybody. Some things you will have to adapt. But if you take the key principles from those processes, you should be able to reproduce that individual's results by following their process. And that 
is also what is meant by trusting the process. If you've seen a hundred people do exactly the same process and get the same results, then you know if you follow that process, then it will work for you too. So if you trust the process and follow it through, if you it will work for you. If you don't follow the process or you don't trust that it will work and you give up after a couple of weeks or try doing different things because you're trying to mix it up a little bit, uh, trying to be a little bit innovative and do different things, then maybe you're not going to get the same results or you're going to get them slower uh, because you're not following that proven path. And again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with following a different path. I think that's perfectly fine. But if there's a path that's already laid out for you, as in somebody's already designed a process, gone through it, and other people have done it, then why wouldn't you take that easy route and go through it like that? Now, the flip side of that coin is, is if you follow that path and you do it, you will only ever get to a point where you're kind of, you're, you're average, right? You will become, you'll follow best practice and best practice only ever leads to average. But once you've got the best practiced practice mastered and you've got that down you've got that to a t then you can start doing that innovative stuff so once you've reached the first level of your goals your opportunities so for example for me in my piano playing um I'm, I'm learning a few separate songs and my 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 teacher is also teaching me scales and things like that so i can understand and build music from the ground up which is really cool once i've got to a certain point i want to be able to kind of listen to a song and be able to play it off play it by ear or with a piece of sheet music in front of me if necessary, but be able to play most pieces of music. Now clearly there's a path for me to do to get from where I am today where I can't, I can barely read sheet music and uh, I can, I've got a very limited repertoire to knowing all the scales, being able to build a song, listen by ear and kind of design it and identify my own mistakes as I'm playing. There's, there's a path I can get to and there's a load of theory, there's a load of playing, there's a load of practice, there's a load of technique, there's a load of listening and a load of other things that I will need to do to get from A to B. Now, I know that there's a process there and if I follow that process, I will get to where I want to go. But if I start trying to take shortcuts or I start trying to do something slightly outside of it, mixing up the order that I'm doing those things in or doing, doing it completely different ways, or if I jump around from thing to thing, thing not completing any of those things, then my journey is going to be a lot slower and a lot more harder, a lot more difficult than it needs to be. Why make it difficult for myself? And I think sometimes we make it difficult for ourselves without realising. So if we can analyse those processes, are we making it difficult for ourselves? Are we doing the right processes? Are we trusting the processes? That's going to massively help us get to that life we love and get us there faster which is really key. Um, the key is to get there um, as fast as we can and then stay there. And if you maintain that, because if processes always stay the same, so th this again is at the end of that journey. So if processes always, always stay the same, then eventually the process will stop working and your results will start to dim to diminish and the reason for that is change is a fact of life so everything always changes so if your processes are staying the same all the time for years and years and years and years then eventually you'll lose market share you'll lose progress whatever it is that you're doing even if it's kind of dieting etc uh, you'll you'll plateau and eventually you'll go backwards as well you need to change your processes um, an example i was i heard uh, spoken on on a different podcast this week was about um somebody working out as they were getting older they were having to change the way they worked out um this person was super fit 
and they were talking about maintaining their health and their fitness, which was really important to them. And they were talking about the differences they had to make as they're getting older because they can't work out the same as they used to work out. So the process has had to change as they move throughout their life. And this is the same, I'm not talking about specifically about working out, I'm just using it as an example again. This is a really great example for any process in your life. If it stays the same for a significant length of time, you will plateau at whatever it is and potentially decline as well. So it's important to do that review and continue tweaking those processes to make sure um, that they're, they're working for you and they're most efficient. Hopefully that all makes sense and hopefully um, that's a lot clearer than it was last week. I've built on the topics that we had last week and added some extra stuff in there. Um, so hopefully that's been super helpful. If not, let me know uh, in the comments on Facebook. Drop me a message uh, and uh, I'll help you out. See where we can get to. Uh, if you have any suggestions for future topics for the podcast, give me a shout. Let me know. If you just want to say, hey, give me a shout. Let me know. If you want some coaching sessions, drop me a message and we can uh, line something up. I've got a few spots uh, become available. Um, so if anybody is interested in doing the disc assessment, uh, the pilot assessment, uh, we can do that for you. Uh, if, you're, if you're interested in finding out whether you're a, a pilot or whether you're air traffic control, grounds crew or flight attendant, how your tendency, natural tendencies are to approaching certain things in life, how you best interact with other folks um, the disc report shows all that stuff in real clear easy actionable way so it's going to really help position you um, to get the best out of your processes to get the best out of the people you interact with on a daily basis it's going to help uh, massively in those areas um, so let, get in touch if you want to, uh, to, go, uh, to get a disc report and some of the coaching that goes alongside that uh, and we're, uh, we'll get that booked in. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you've all had a great Easter's and you're going to have a great week coming up and we shall see you all next week. Have a great week, everyone.